0: day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hello everybody welcome to another episode of the pack a day podcast it is the off season new league year starts this next week and there's a lot of questions yet for the packers to try and break down how they're going to get under the salary cap and who will get money uh, up front, and who will get money further down the road. And f- for, all, for all your news to break that down, my name is Mike Welland, Gage Bridgeford joining me as well. And Gage, Russ Ball's already a magician. He's going to get further into wizard territory in the next few days. Already the deals with Preston Smith and Adrian Amos and Devin Funches He'll make a couple more moves these next few days, but what looked a little bit of a bleak situation early on is looking a lot more feasible as we get closer and closer to the new league year. Thanks to what rust ball has done.
1: Yeah. Rust ball remains better than your best cap guy. Uh, a lot of teams say like Mickey Loomis of the Saints is doing good stuff and all and whatnot and all these other things. But no, Russ Ball is better than your best cap guy. He just the moves he's able to make like, yeah, so he had to cut Rick Wagner, and Christian Kirksey. That's OK because of the moves he's made otherwise. But now you have Preston Smith, who we all assumed was a lock to get cut. And instead, he got took a big pay cut and got a lot of money put into roster bon- and put into bonuses and. And sack bonuses, and I know that all of us are probably thinking, well, why wouldn't you just cut him when you could have saved X amount of dollars? Well, guess what? Now your pass rush is still a deep party a rota- uh, deep rotation. Combined with the fact that if Preston hits those incentives, you're more than happy to pay him. I believe I saw that for 14 million he gets, or 14 sacks he gets an extra like 1.5 million. If he gets 14 sacks next year, I'm more than okay with paying him that money. You have Devin Funches who. Worst case scenario, you cut him in. You cut him during training camp. He didn't play last year. He dealt with COVID himself as well as multiple family members that dealt with it. So I completely understood him stepping away from the game. And now he gets to come in, and it's a low-risk, high-reward situation. If Funches is able to come in and be a wide receiver in your rotation, great. If not, it's okay. You can move on from him without really losing a lot of money. I really like the moves that Russ did yesterday and – I think that he's put Green Bay in a really good spot here when most of us probably thought the sky was falling.
0: You're absolutely right. And plus, I know uh, our resident Packers fandom Twitter uh, cap guru, Ken Ingles, was trying to break down all the deals over on Friday. Also, with Christian Kirksey signing with Houston, that may free up some of dead cap or injury designation type of bonuses that would have gone to Kirksey. So there's some extra stuff there. But right now, Packers are anywhere between – 1.7, 1.7, like 2.5, over the cap right now, as of as of us recording this, as they try and get under. And there there's a few moves they can make, because they just will have to tender their restricted free agents, namely large Robert Tunyon and maybe Chandon Sullivan. But they there's definitely some moves that could make that will really help them now and going and going forward to help with the ex- expectations that the seller cap is going to be skyrocketing after this upcoming season. So that being said, we'll just jump right in. We'll try and break some of these down, and and as well as we can, we're not – we we are neither of us are great cap gurus, but we have an idea, and, and Gage will do a lot of the breaking down of what can happen, and a lot of – some of these big names, Gage, will be getting some new deals, it seems like.
1: Yeah, and okay, so first off, like Mike said, neither one of us are great cap guys. We're not Ken Engels. If you want Packers cap stuff specifically – go just go follow Ken. He's great. Um he knows he knows what he's doing better than we do. But I also know that Mike and I kind of get it can give you a gist of what's going on. For one, Aaron Rodgers' deal. Aaron Rodgers has a 6.8 million dollar roster bonus due to him this year. I have a high belief that there's no way that that he's going to get a full 6.8 roster million dollar roster bonus. What I think is going to happen is they're going to convert that into a signing bonus which will then spread it out over the remaining cap year. So 6.8 divided by three, because that's how many years he currently has left on his deal, and I don't believe he's going to get an extension, would give you a $2.2 million. So his cap hit with this year would get $4 million cheaper, and then it would be about $2.2 million more on to next year and the year after. So we go ahead, and that's what I think is going to happen with Rogers. It's a pretty simple move. You're already – if you're going to end up cutting Rodgers before the end of his deal, if he's already going to cost you money to cut him anyway, and you need that extra money now. He, I don't think he's going to get an extension, though I know there's a lot of people in Packer World that would like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Zadarius Smith is the next guy up. He's paid – he's due – his cap at this year is $22 million. If you don't follow Zadarius Smith on social media, one, you should. He's a fun follow, but two – You should have seen news this week where he's made it clear he wants to be in Green Bay forever. He tweeted a picture of uh, he put up a picture on Instagram of him and uh, I believe it was his daughter um, wearing uh, wearing Packer gear, saying he wanted to be in Green Bay forever. Uh, He tweeted out the day before that picture that he wanted to be in Green Bay forever and he wants to be a Packer forever. Z, Z wants to be here. He'll turn 29 in September. He wants to be here forever. You can bring him back for cheaper and make the final two years of his deal cheaper overall, and I think that that's what's going to happen. Instead of making $22 million, like against the cap this year, also he has a $5 million roster bonus that you can convert into a signing bonus and spread out over the course of the deal, because I think he'll get another two years added on to where he signed through Green Bay through his age 31 season and maybe get three years added on and be – to his age 33, 32 season. I don't know. What do you think, Mike?
0: Yeah, I think I think wrong, I think he'll get ex, an extension of another year or two. And yeah, he's a guy who wants to be here. And we, we've we talked for years about the Packer people type of personality they want to bring in. And we saw that back with, with Woodson became the kind of guy, Ryan Pickett. And I think Zedarius, and what you've seen now with Adrian Amos and President Smith making their contract adjustments as well, that... That it's still very clear the type of type of personality that Russ Ball has wanted to bring in and wanted to negotiate with for years, and I think Zadarius is not in the exact same boat. So I think I think he's going to get a, a little bit of a restructure, some of that money be converted to bonus money, but I do think he does get an extension as well because he it, it it was a risk when they signed him because he hadn't proven as a full time player. In Baltimore, but he's definitely lived up to his contract by far. He's been one of the best defensive players in the NFL the past two seasons, and he was he wasn't his otherworldly self last year as he was compared to 2019. He's still a great player, and he's a, he's the leader of this locker room. He he really is like the Zaria Smith is the guy who who has become in a large way the Charles Woodson of this locker room and I think he he he'll get, I think he'll get continued money he'll get extended and I think he'll he will spend majority if not the entire rest of his career in Green Bay and that and that'll start in these next few days as far as with what Rodgers goes I'm with you I think they'll convert some of his money I don't think there's going to be any extension because if they do they're already punting on the Jordan Love pick and I think I think with the news of the Tim Boyle Laser show being deployed in a different city next year, they they believe in Jordan Love. They believe that with the full off season with preseason games he's gonna show that he's worth being a franchise quarterback potentially. And I think I think Rogers will get some of that money deferred and he will be going forward. But the big one that doesn't have anything to do with any sort of restructuring and that's gonna be in a contract extension, is gonna be Devontae Adams. Uh, Adams, obviously coming up at the end of his contract this year, after this year, he's going to get paid, and he deserves it, and uh, Green Bay is not going to let their, their top receivers go. I mean, Jordan Nelson, I think, got three contracts. James Jones eventually got three contracts. Like, these guys, the Packers don't, outside of Greg Jennings, they don't let the receivers go, especially if they know they can play. And Devontae Adams, his game is going to age very, very well with, with, with how technical his, his route running is. And he is a prime candidate to get the extension, which will which could help uh, negate that capital capital bit this year. And with the expectation that the cap is going to jump back up after the season, with with the likelihood of fans being back in the crowd and concessions and all that stuff and new TV deals, Damante Adams is going to get paid in Green Bay, and and it, that could happen anytime
1: in the next three or four days. And here's the thing: so you said that they like Green Bay keeps their receivers around. I I agree. So they gave – so Greg Jennings had a four-year deal as a rookie, and then he got another four-year deal. And then if it weren't for his fallout with Rodgers, he probably would have gotten another deal after that because he – I mean I think he would have continued to play well in Green Bay. So you're absolutely right. They keep their guys around, and like you said – and this is something that we talked about a little bit beforehand when we were kind of looking at a possible restructure or possible extension for – by the way, yes, uh, Jordy did get a three-year deal. As we were kind of talking about before the podcast started, looking around at the different possible guys that we expected uh, Adams to be in, money wise, I kind of expect him to be getting a deal about 18 to 19 million per season. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that recoil at that, thinking that's a lot of money to give to a guy that's getting ready to hit 30 or he's going to be this, he's going to be this age or that age. Devontae doesn't turn 29 until December 24th. So as Mike said before we started, Merry Christmas to him. I think Devontae is a prime candidate for getting an extension because you can extend a guy that's – like Mike said, he doesn't win with athleticism. This isn't A.J. Green. This isn't Tyreek Hill, which I guess – which Tyreek Hill is kind of a fluky player because of just the raw speed that he has. Deshaun Jackson is another guy that kept speed forever. But guys don't always win – That win, guys that win with speed and athleticism don't always stick around quite as long just because that athleticism, when it goes, it goes gestures in Des Bryant's direction. Des Bryant was one of the most dominant red zone receivers because his athleticism was so much better than so many other players. But once that went, his legs really went out from under him really quickly. The guys that I expect to last a long time in this league are Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Adams, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to a certain extent. Robert Woods is another guy who none of those guys really win with athleticism. They just win because their route running is so crisp. They have good hands. They're smart players and all that, all those other things. So I think that's why Adams is a perfect candidate for an extension because it allows you to keep him in Green Bay, which you all know he wants to be there. Green Bay wants to keep him. He he has a lot to get an extension in general. And like Mike said, the cap's going to go up. There was just that brand new deal that ESPN just signed with the NFL, and the other TV deals are going to kick in. The NFL makes every news or every TV network so much money. There's no way they're not just going to hand over the entire Brinks truck to the NFL. They're going to hand them a blank check and say, we will pay you whatever amount of money you put on this check. You want to you want us to pay you a billion dollars? So be it. We don't care. We'll pay it. So I I, so I think that Adams is going to get an extension and I think he'll go and get about, I think, 18 million per. He'll get uh, more signing bonus thrown in there. He doesn't have any more – like he doesn't have any bonuses you can convert really this year. You could take his per-game roster bonus or workout bonus and convert that if you want, but neither one of those are worth a whole lot. So I think that Adams is going to get a restructure and an extension. So his cap number this year would go down, and I think that there wouldn't be any additional money thrown onto this year, so you don't have to worry about that. They would just probably take like his prorated bonus this year and maybe just convert it – or his base salary, convert some of that into signing bonus later on to make him cheaper. So Z and Devante, Devante is a definite extension, but at a minimum Z is going to be, uh, have a restructure done. And I think he's, yeah, I think he's an extension just because he wants to be here. He wants to be here. And he's been every bit, like Mike said, you didn't know you were going to get this version of him when you signed him. This was the, he is hitting every bit of his ceiling so far. So there's no reason to not bring him, not give him more money and not extend him because he wants to be here. He's been everything you could have hoped for. And there's just no reason to let him go. Who do you think, Mike? I think that that's all the, the restructures we've kind of looked at so far. I know one that I've looked at is uh, Mason Crosby. He's got two years left on his deal. He's got a $1.25 million roster bonus. That hit that'll kick in because green Bay is not going to get rid of him this year. He, just had a perfect year on field goals 16 and 16 he was i believe 59 of 64 on extra points last year he is a perfect 69 of 69 on extra points in the playoffs he's he's been everything you could hope for there's no reason to let him go he's got this year and next year left on the de- on his deal i say you take that 1.25 million dollar regular bonus or that roster bonus and convert that into just a signing bonus for the next two years just to make his cap hit a little bit cheaper
0: yeah, with Crosby, I, I think that one's more relevant. I guess if they if they need to, that's an option they have. I don't think they're gonna do anything with this deal. I think they'll just let it let it be because again, 1.25 million, that's not a huge deal. Uh, so I think they'll just let him go. But Adams and Z are the two big ones. And you talk about guys' games aging well. You, we talked to him before we started recording. Adams' hit right now is kind of comparable to Stephon Diggs. Diggs' game is gonna age very well. If you wanna look at a historical player, and this is maybe this may sting a little bit, think of Chris Carter. He played forever because his his technical ability was so good with his route running and his his boundary ability. Adams is gonna age the same way. And he like said, he only he doesn't turn
1: twenty-nine until December. He'll get And late December too. That's not like December first. That is a December twenty-fourth. He's the final week of the year that he turns twenty-four. Or that he turns twenty-nine.
0: And that and that goes to show not only the contract structures that Russ Ball has brought in to keep to get Adams' third contract before he turns thirty. It also goes back to Ted Thompson drafting some of these guys really, really young. Look how young Devontae was when he got drafted. Look how young Kenny Clark was when he got drafted. Then it extended to Brian Goodie comes Rashawn Gary. Look how young he was the youngest player in the league when he got drafted. Like, there's... they, They draft these really high upside guys when they're 20 or 21. And so they're on their third contract by the time they hit 30. Like, that's some great work by the scouting department, by the contract people... And then looking at like Z's contract, they've already restructured Adrian Amos. They've restructured Preston Smith. There might be an outside shot at Billy Turner going forward. Russ Ball knew that was gonna could happen when he signed those deals to uh before 2019. That is a genius level move to know that you could restructure those guys after two years, and and maybe either extend them or if you needed to cut them. Or yeah, or that was the, I them.
1: remember that was the whole thing of why they structured the deals they did or the way they did was. If we have to move on from these guys after two years, that's fine because we we structured the deal that way. And if they perform well and we keep them, such as Zadarius and Adrian Amos, we can restructure them and extend them or just restructure them in general and keep them around longer. That's So like like we said at the very beginning of this, Russ Ball is better than your best cap guy. It's just how it is.
0: And 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 looking at the aspect of the player side, they're still getting paid. There those bonuses, they may be spread out on the cap, those bonuses are already paid. The signing bonuses are already paid to these players. They've already gotten the check. It's in their bank account. It's in their their portfolios. They already have the money. It's just how does it get officially determined? And these these are mistakes that other gyms have made for years. Examp exhibit a Pittsburgh and Jacksonville from the early two thousands. They, Exhibit
1: C, uh, Philadelphia now.
0: Yeah, well, they're still paying Carson Wentz for a long time yet, but, but it's great. But that being said, these moves are being are going to be made before the new league year starts on the 17th. There's still some other moves that need to be made as far as RFA's. That that's why these moves need to be made. And the big one is Robert Tunyon. He is going to get a contract. He's going to get tendered. And they they can't afford to have him go to the open market, with, especially with guy Hunter Henry's gonna set the tight end market this this off season. Josh Hill, are you sun- sure? I think so because he is he's probably seen as a more top tier talent than Robert Tunyon.
1: But here but here but here's my one pushback about that because I've seen a lot of people say oh Hunter Henry's the guy this off season. I think that this tight end class is fine. It's not great, but it's fine. And I was talking about the draft class. And then you have Hunter Henry, and then after that it's Kyle Rudolph, Gronk, who's going to – Gronk's going back to Tampa Bay. He's going to sign for $690,000, and he's going to giggle while he signs the contract. Greg Olson retired. Jared Cook is 34, and he's 34 going on 35 or whatever it is. Gerald Everett's interesting.
0: Josh Hill just signed with Detroit.
1: Josh, yeah, Josh Hill just signed with Detroit. Ooh, that fun fact that does not move the needle for me at all. Josh Hill doesn't do anything on the field. Jonu Smith. John, if I if I was a GN this offseason and I'm signing a guy, I would honestly prefer to sign Johnny Smith over Hunter Henry, because Johnny Smith is, in my opinion, he's more athletic. He can run. He can just flat out run better. Um, he, yeah, well, yeah, minus this last year, but I think this last year was just kind of weird for everybody across the board. Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry's played. He played 77% of snaps last year, so he's so that's fine. But I, if I was, I mean, if I was the charges I wouldn't let him go because you have a rookie you have a really young quarterback there's no reason to cheapen up on a guy who makes your quarterback's life easier but I just I don't really see the whole Hunter Henry hype that everybody else does but that's just it's always been a personal thing more than anything else
0: yeah I'm with you I just think with I think he'll set the mark, and then but either way Tony is going to get paid
1: I, I I agree there
0: yes so he's going to be getting a raise they have they got a tender him. So depending on how much that happens, there's him, but then there's three other guys who won't get a high tender, but they still might get tendered, and that's Chandon Sullivan's the obvious one, but then there's Tyler Lancaster and Raven Green. I don't think Lancaster and Green get tendered. I think they let them go UFA, and they can always just sign them later. But if they were to decide to keep those guys around, that's still got go to go onto the salary cap somehow. So these moves that... Could be made these next few days, whether it's Adams or Z, Rogers, Crosby, Turner, or whatever. It's going to be to, to keep guys like Robert Tunyon, keep guys like Channon Sullivan, and maybe look at some of these other younger, these other players. Like we talked a few weeks ago about some underrated guys, like a Jerick McKinnon, a Devondre Campbell, Fabian Morel. Those guys would have to get under the cap too. Uh, Austin Ryder now in Kansas City, Kansas City's cut their entire offensive line. There's those guys are out there and if the packers want to bring those guys in you need to make these moves these next few days to create the room to be able to bring in more players to improve the team and get and make yourselves a better chance at getting to that super bowl in 2021
1: i think the like when you were talking about the ufas like the in the or the restricted free agents tanya yep he's getting tagged they might still let him like they might be forced to let him watch just based on money but you, but you can't let him – like you said, you can't let him walk for free. Uh, Lancaster is fine. I, I mean like if you bring him back, it's he's going to be for dirt cheap. That's OK. I think he's a fine rotational player. One guy we didn't talk about who Mike and I talked about beforehand was Dean Lowry. I understand Dean Lowry might have some fans. I'm not one of them. I think the amount of money he makes for what he brings to your roster – like I think he's a fine rotational guy, but he's currently the Packers' ninth most expensive cap hit this year. I think he is a prime candidate for Green Bay to go to and say, "Look, you're a fine rotation guy. You didn't, you didn't capitalize on the opportunity. You thought that like, we thought that you could make. We can cut you now and save 3.3 million dollars, or you can restructure and be cheaper and stick around in Green Bay longer as a rotation guy. And I think that that's what they should do. Whether or not they do is a different story, but Lancaster's a fine rotation player, Dean Lowry same thing. Uh Raven Green I think is a near lock to be gone unfortunately. Just this safety class has a lot of guys that fit the mold of the of the bigs, the big nick or the big linebacker type and they, if they want to find a replacement for him, they can find one in the draft and hopefully they can find one. Nothing against Raven Green who when he's on the field makes plays, he's just not on the field very often. Channon I think is a lot. If I was putting locks in on guys that I thought were going to get tendered, I would put Tanyan Tanyan and Sullivan both there. Sullivan isn't isn't a great corner, but I think he showed me enough as a slot guy that I would rather keep him than risk drafting a rookie in this class, unless you get like a Kerry Vincent Jr., who is a slot specialist. But for the most part, I think Shannon Sullivan is a good slot corner in the NFL that you can get for cheap.
0: Yeah, unless unless Elijah Molden's coming to Green Bay, I think yes, yeah, Solomon's probably coming back. The the question with that one is is it is he gonna be worth more on the tender or or can you get him for a little bit cheaper if he does go to UFA and you bring him in? Like that that's it's just those little semantic arguments. And I'm with you I, as as much as I do like Raven Green. One, who knows if Joe Barry's gonna keep that big nickel position around?
1: He will. I. He's gonna keep that around. That's just that's just the way the modern NFL is. That isn't necessarily a Joe Barry thing. That's just a that's how the NFL is.
0: It is, but the NFL is also a very cyclical league. We may see more teams go more toward a power game again. We'll, either way, we'll we'll see what happens. But but if you can't if you if you can't stay on the field, it's it's tough to keep you around. And and Green, if the, if he comes back for like a league minimum deal, maybe. But he, I don't think he'll get tendered. I don't think Lancaster gets tendered. He'll come in and get signed for cheap, because as a run stuffer. But again, all these moves are being led to this. We're gonna we're gonna find out a lot of news these next few days, on how the how this stuff gets broken down again. Of course, check out some of the writings of guys like like Zach Jacobson, Andy's done some writing. Ross, uh, Bill Huber at SI. As, as they've been doing a great job breaking this news down and breaking it in because a lot of it broke on, a fr- on Friday evening and there's a lot that's going to be going through and, and a lot of teams are be doing the same thing and and whether it's Philly or Kansas City or Minnesota, Detroit, whatever Green Bay is going to be one of these teams there's going to be a lot of news coming these next few days on contract decisions and we, we're we just trying to break it down a little bit of what, ex- what you could maybe expect and again, neither of us are by any means cap geniuses but we have a general idea of what to look for. So look for some of those names. Look for Zadarius Smith, Devontae Adams, maybe Aaron Rodgers in the next few days on on some contract moves to get under the salary cap. Because this is going to be such an interesting year where a lot of guys are going to be taking some lesser deals, one-year deals, to get ready for a cap explosion after this next season to to cash in for that paycheck. And so there's going to be a lot of happenings going on these next few days, and and we'll be here every week, every single day on the Packaday Podcast to find you guys and let you guys know. So, like I said, we'll wrap things up here for this edition of the Packaday Podcast. Gage, uh, where can people find you?
1: You can find me, as always, on Twitter at Gbridge for the NFL. I'm doing some work uh, all over the place, really. I'm working on the, I'm doing a little bit of work with the Cheesehead TV uh, draft guide this year which you can uh, pre-order. I know uh, Jersey Al has been put, uh, tweeting that out uh, just about every day, Every generally once or twice a day. Um, you can find all of my work on my Twitter. Uh, I do stuff for Roto Baller, Dynasty Nerds. Uh, let's see, what's the uh, Denver Stiffs uh Game on Wisconsin. I'm doing a little bit of work everywhere. Uh, it's been a pretty hectic couple of weeks for me, um, but and it's only going to get more hectic as the weeks go on. I know that the guys that you should be following for Packer stuff for like free agency is um, obviously uh, Zach and Andy Herman. Um, Andy Herman's great. If you also if you for some reason don't follow Zach, which is possible considering um, his history with the uh, being shut down on Twitter at it's Zachariah J. Uh, You should be following him. The kid's great. He's been doing all sorts of great work the last week or so. And I just – I don't think he does anything with the uh, Pack-A-Day podcast. So you should just – if you don't follow him, you really should. The guy does a lot of really good work over there for Packer Report and uh, Game on Wisconsin himself. So that's all I got today, Mike.
0: Uh, Of course, definitely. And you can follow me at Mike MikeWenland, all one word, on Twitter. Um, I'm going to start diving into a little bit more draft stuff in the next uh, few days. You can always interact with me on Twitter. My DMs are always going to be open. You'll find me talking a lot of smack about hockey right now, even though my team stinks, but it's... You can just find me on there. A lot of myself will be on Twitter as well. You can find me also broadcasting on ZaleskiSports.com. Doing a lot of local high schools in central Wisconsin, including Spash and Nina coming up. So that's going to be a lot of fun for the spring season. And of course, find all our great contributors through our, our Twitter page, Pack It A Podcast. Also, find the the podcast itself wherever, wherever you can find your audio podcasts. And of course, check out Andy's work on the YouTube channel as well. That's going to be, that's been a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can do something for the draft going forward as well with all of us together. So that being said, we will say so long for now. For Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Welland. Everyone stay warm, stay safe, always carry the G, and Go Pack Go!